It's time for the wonderful world of Mr. Rosser with your host, B. Rosser. It's time to get in deep with current events, local, national, and global sports, entertainment, lifestyle, mental health, fitness, education, and relationships. Feel free to follow Mr. Rosser on Facebook at the Wonderful World of Mr. Rosser Podcast, Twitter at the WWMR, Snapchat, Rosser, R O S S A 843, hashtag WWMR, hashtag We Gone Talk. And now, let's Step into the wonderful world of Mr. Rosser. Yo, yo, what's going on, family? Welcome to the wonderful world of Mr. Rosser. I am he. He is me. Y'all know what it is. Hashtag WWMR. Hashtag we gonna talk. And, you know, today we're going to have a real good one. Real good one. Real good one. This one been in the making for a little while. Um, you know, everybody's schedules conflict and everything and shit, but, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm going to let her introduce herself. She is an artist. She is a mother. And she is a fucking dope-ass person, individual. Because I've known her for a long period of time and shit. We family and everything. So, you know what I'm saying? Without no further ado, please introduce yourself, ma'am. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Mandy. I like Mandy B. Or I like to be called B. But y'all know me as BB Brick. Yeah. I finally on here with my cousin, my real cousin. Yep, yep, blood, blood, thicker than water, my nigga. Go ahead, shout it out. Everybody clap it up for, you know what I'm saying, about fucking time. You know what I'm saying? Glad to have you on here and everything, you know what I'm saying? Man, so, you know, no further ado, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, you know, this BB Bricks, y'all might know on the, on the, on the social BB Bricks, this man B. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, go ahead, tell everybody about yourself a little bit, background, everything, you know, before we start rolling. I am um, an artist. I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. Um, yeah, I do my art thing. Um, but a lot of people know me from a few years ago. I used to model, so I've done a lot of, like, Vixen stuff. But, um, you know, motherhood and COVID transforms people, man. Yeah, it did. It did. Definitely. Um, but um, but shit. Since we're talking about it, you know, yeah, I used to do the modeling thing. So how how was that and everything? Because used to have them boy at my job and shit going fucking crazy and shit. They'd be like, man, you know her, man, you don't know her. I'm like, nigga, that's my family, dog. Like, no, nah, man, you don't know her, man. Oh my god, like they used to go crazy over your shoots and shit, man. So what what was that like, like? What 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 made you want to be a, do the modeling thing and do photos and everything? I um and honestly, I like to think I was um one of the first people in Charleston that started like that vixen modeling because I remember I was booking shoots with like regular photographers and doing vixen stuff. I don't know. I just um I started doing it because I was dancing and I just wanted a way out of dancing. And I felt like I wasn't educated enough or, like, I don't know. I just thought it wasn't nothing else for me to do. Like, growing up rough and growing up the way I raised up, I just thought that was kind of, like, my way out. Yeah. So that's how the whole modeling thing happened. And it kind of got thrown into I started taking pictures, and then I moved to New York. And things just went off in New York. I wasn't even in New York for six months before I did everything I did. 
Yeah, because you did you, you did a lot, man. Like you know what I'm saying? Because we we haven't really like talked about this, talked about this, like just like us just chatting and shit. But like you know, I was paying attention and like like every, it seemed like every other week, you know what I'm saying? Like you had like a different shoot going down and everything, and I was like, oh shit, she doing the shit. Yeah. All right, you know that's what's up. I caught the end of like major publications, so I've done like a lot of like smooth magazines and straight stunt and then like dime mag and then like the world star hip hop honey you know that was popular back then in like the 2012 13 yeah yeah and um it was short lived <laughs> it could it could have been something big but once I got in the groove of the industry, I realized this is not for me and I cannot do this. And um, I to each his own. Yeah, that, so that's I, what I ain't, that, girls, I ain't telling girls not to do it, but I got a daughter and my daughter ain't doing it. <laughs> right. So that was going to be my thing. Like, so while you was there, so I know you saw a lot of shit. I ain't going to tell you like names and stuff like that, but like, like, from the shit you seen, like you said, the shit you saw and it just ain't for you. Like, like what are some of the things that like curved you? Like, like you said, you know, you felt like that was your way out and everything, but like we all got to grow, you know? So that was a part of your growth. You, you were finding yourself. And then what was it about? What were, what were some things that made you see like, ah, this ain't going, this ain't going to be it. There's got to be more, you know what I'm saying? It's a very male-dominant industry, um, and it's a very, like, sex-driven and um, degrading. And a lot, a lot to go on behind there. And I just felt like if I'm going to – if I'm going to show up, right, and work, I have no problem showing up and working. But one thing I'm not going to do is have sex or give up sex to get a job. Like, why would I have sex with you to book this job and and have to work? Because what people don't understand, them girls that do them, well, then doing the videos and the shoots, it was a lot of work. You'd be on set for like six, seven, eight hours. That's a whole shift. <clears throat> yeah, and people in your face doing your makeup, people doing it, like, it sounds glamorous, but it's a job, and it, it's, you gotta work hard for it, and when you have men telling you, I could book you for this, but you got to do this for me, then it's a wrap. Because if I'm going to do that for you, why I got to do that for? Wouldn't I just do it with you and just take the money? Right. Why would I show up? <laughs> like Pretty much. I have to work. Yeah, like that, it just turned into like something that I wasn't down to do. Like the further I got and the deeper I got, the more they was wanting. And I wasn't about to sell myself like, give a piece of my soul because I believe every time you lay down with somebody, you kind of give them a piece of you. Yeah. You share you like people don't, people don't think about that when they out here just fucking each other and shit. Like you're, 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 you know what I'm saying? You're connecting with that person and you giving them some of you and they giving you some of them, you know? So you taking on some of they, they shit and they taking on some of yours and, yeah, I can understand mm-hmm. that, man. It's... And I remember, like, being stressed one day about it. Like, damn, I really want to do this, and I really need the money. So I should do it. And I knew a girl who was way further along. Um, I ain't going to call her name, but she's in the industry. She writes music for a lot of people's favorites. And she was like, I'm going to tell you one thing. 
you shouldn't do it because you don't want to keep giving yourself away. And then what happens when you make it to the top, you won't have none of you left. Yeah, you'll be empty, you man. Because you do not sold yourself so much to make it to where you at that when you make it to where you at, it's not even going to be worth it. And I took her advice and I just couldn't do it no more. So I left New York and came back down south and um, it didn't take long to get pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Motherhood happened. So, yeah. So 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 you had your 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 first kid after you came back. Mhm. Okay. And so I, I first. Okay, so how how many how many of the babies you got? Just so everybody know. I already know, but just so everybody know, how many kids do you I have? I have two kids now. I have a son and I have a daughter and um they're back to back. Like I got pregnant with my daughter when my son was like 6 months. <laughs> Shit, this it happens like that sometimes, you know. In the beginning, it was hard, but now I'm happy it happened the way it happened. I got my boy, got my girl, and they're older, and life's easy. Yeah, because they're on the same age, and you know, you ain't got to, like, it ain't like having a, a 10-year-old and a and a 2-year-old, you know, like, you got the, like, you know, they on the same path, and they're together, so you ain't going to have to really worry about them being alone when they out there and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I body trained together. I did everything together. Like it was, so, <laughs> it was so. Hard. So coming back. So coming back from New York, you had your babies back to back. Boom, boom. How was the transition from the modeling and being up top? Because living up up north and everything is totally totally different than down south living. So well, when I came, when I came back, I dived into like um, working. So I was um, a manager for department section in Victoria's Secret, and I was a manager for another company. And I, I kind of juggled those for like three years doing that just to keep myself preoccupied, keep myself busy. Um, and then getting pregnant with the kids, jumping straight into motherhood. It was hard. Postpartum is real. Um Sorry for saying I'm a lot. I need to stop doing that. <laughs> nah, but but um okay, so you so you brought that up. So okay, so coming from that, you know, that life being up north, you come down, come down south, you get pregnant, you had the kids, and you brought up postpartum and everything. Like, how was that transition for you? Like going from that fast pace, doing whatever up there to it, it was hard. Let me tell you something. Like, it was hard. Like, I never, I still was doing me, and then I was still being a mommy, but I had them separate, and I did it for years. And literally, like, last year, I realized I can't live like this no more. So if, you, if you're if not somebody who I would bring around my kids or anything I would intertwine with my life, then I can't have you in my life. Like, I'm not picking and choosing. Like, I'm a woman. I'm a mother. I had to give up that that wanting to be this type of life, but this is my life. So I felt like I had to choose, and I chose parenthood. Because for a long time, I was battling, like, just being a mom. And then when they go with their daddy, I was a single person. Right. So you, so you, so, so you feel like you was a whole different person once the kids were gone. 
yeah, I felt like I was back to myself. And it, it took me a long time to, like, integrate that together, like, to, to just always be that one person. Right. And see, that, that, see, everything you're saying is what, what, you're, you're telling us, like, how you've been growing over the years, cause, like, from where you was at to just to that point, cause that was then. You still got more growing you're about to speak on and shit, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, yeah, that, like the people don't understand, like, it's hard, it's, it's harder to separate, it's harder to separate, like, the type of life I wasn't willing to give up when I had kids, it was a life that wasn't kid friendly. Okay. So I can't live like that when my kids been around. Right. That's and I, I have a lot of, a lot of, a, a lot of women, you know, I'm not bashing women and stuff. I'm not saying that, but a lot of women who are out there like that, they don't do that. Like they still keep it going. Like, okay, yeah, I got a kid, but that don't mean nothing party don't stop you know what i'm saying and see what you're saying is you're like hey hold up you know shit really is different right now you know and you mm-hmm. saw that and you know you felt that so i went on a girl's i went on a girl's trip like a girl's trip or whatever and i just realized in that moment like i don't want to live like this like i don't care like i'm not doing this no more. i'll go on vacation with my turn before i do this shit again like like I'm not about to exhaust myself and then get my kids and they already exhausted. Right. Cause you don't so put just, you don't put all your energy into all that other shit. So once you get your kids, you ain't even got no energy to give them. Like you just mm-hmm. you spent. You know, but people don't look mm-hmm. at that like that, especially a lot of these young people out here and everything. So attorney acts to be here on this on this earth and you just them them you'll see so you just gotta live right by them and then like growing up a certain type of way like realizing and seeing it and going through it and feeling it and like recognizing certain things and traditions that gotta be broken right got to just because we was raised up a certain type of way don't mean that was the right way exactly and just like recognizing that and breaking that to make life better, and to let the churn have better. I, I I feel that like that's 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 real like because you know I think that like how my granny was and how my mom did things and stuff and like you know some of that shit you're looking at it and you're like eh. and you know I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm the most outstanding father in the fucking world I'm not about to sit here and do that. I've had my flaws over the years and, you know. Oh, me too. You know, I'm getting better every day. You know, but there's never there's never a bad day to start being better towards your kids. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you got to com- commend people for that, you know. And, and that's it, it's a lot for people to wake up and get that feeling like, hey, hold on, this ain't it. You know, because I remember when I had that feeling back in the G when, you know, you know how your cousin was out there running the streets, partying, doing whatever, doing whatever. And like I remember one one day we was in the we was in the club partying. I was fucked up, you know. I was drinking, popping pills, and everything. And I was just standing there, and like it seemed like all of it got sucked out of me, and I was sober. Like I just instantly was fine. It was like a calm that came over me. 
but it was a cold feeling because, like, in my mind, I was looking around at, you know, Nosh and everybody partying. We was having a damn good time. And then in my mind, I was like, yo, one day we ain't going to be here. And we was, you know how we party. We party Monday through Sunday. And I was sitting there like. Five, six o'clock in the morning. Hell yeah, when we leaving the club, we watching people we were partying with go to work. It was like, oh, mm-hmm. damn, that sucks. You know, but one night I was just, I looked at everybody and I just left. I was just like, man, I'm going home. And it just, but it was a cold feeling like, damn, one day we ain't going to be here. Like, we ain't going to be doing this. So it's like, there's got to be more. You know what I'm saying? So I understand that, man. And it's, Man, you got to commend people for making them changes in life, especially like, you know, I mean, it's not like I didn't know you, you know, you was wilding back in the day, but that but that was actually yeah. before the kids, you know. Way before the term, but but after I had kids, it, it didn't stop. It was still happening every other weekend. Yeah, and see, that ain't. Yeah. I got not, my kids back. And I wasn't feeling well. Like I was, I was up, and I was like, "Mom, ready?" But I was just down bad, like you know, like a hangover. And I was like, "Well, I cannot do this no more." I was like, "My turn. Do not need to see me lazy." <laughs> right, like they coming in, you all hungover, and don't get up until one, two o'clock in the afternoon. They looking like, "Damn, well, half the day done gone now." We say we don't want to do shit now. They coming home at five p.m. Like, "Day, mama." You ain't do your hair yet? <laughs> <laughs> word, word, word. So, so now you know you don't made that change. You don't, you don't, you don't found you know the motherhood. You don't found that alley. Like, what, what do you, what do you see you doing different with your kids than your mom did with you? I talk to my kids a lot and I explain to them a lot because, you know, right now is a rough time for us. Um, It's not rough as in, like, we're down bad. It's rough as in I'm working a lot and I'm doing everything possible to give them everything that they need. So I talk to them and I explain to them, like, what's going on? Like, what am I doing? Like, I include them. And I let them know, like, this right here is a team. And mommy's sacrificing, and y'all got to sacrifice, too. Like, you, you can't get nothing without sacrificing. And they know that. And they know, like, we trying to get this house. So y'all sacrificing me getting y'all toys and doing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, doing all the, like, mommy, all the for show shit like a lot of people do. Right yeah, we can't do that right now because we working towards our goal. And in order to reach that, we got cut back. But that's not saying we can't have that later. We just got to do what we got to do right now. Right. And they understand that. Like, I just keep saying that to them and they understand that. And then um, one thing I do, too, is when their kids, kids are very emotionally immature. So they don't know how to... I read, I read a lot of books too on parenting too, just to put that in me <laughs> and watch a lot of things. Um, they don't know how to really articulate how they feel. Yeah, because like, they don't know the words or like what mm-hmm. they're and feeling. They don't know how to handle their emotions. Yeah. So when I get mad or they do something, I don't speak down on them. I speak life into them. So my son very overreacts, like over 
he's very over it. He has a lot of energy. He's always all over the place, just bouncing around. And he, when he gets, you know, a bored mind, I don't mind as the devil's playground. Mm-hmm. When Turing get bored, definitely do bad stuff. So instead of saying you bad, I'd be like, you're not a bad kid. I don't say you bad. I say you're not a bad kid. So why are you doing bad things? Why is a good person doing bad things? You're too good to do bad things. Or if they do something stupid, I'll be like, you stupid. I'll be like, why is somebody so smart like you doing doing that stupid stuff? Yeah, that's a that's a good way of like flipping it, man. Like, yeah, yo, that's dope. There it is. And then when they wake up and I take them to school, I especially want my son because at the end of the day, I'm not raising kids. I'm raising grown-ass people because they're going to be adults longer than they're going to be turned. And yes, I am allowing them to be a kid, but they need morals and they need other things instilled in them. Yeah, they got to have that foundation. Yeah, especially with my son being a black man. So every time I take him to school, I speak life into him. I be like, now you better not be following up these kids. Who a leader? I'm a leader, mama. Who a king? I'm a king, mama. I'm like, and who be studying and who's smart? I be doing it, mama. We say this every morning, mama. I be like, okay, but we gonna keep saying it every morning. Yeah, yeah, to just instill in them, and he's like, all right, I know what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, cause I don't want nobody to kids be influenced by other kids. Yep. There's so much that that we can do, and even though they like to say, well, parents should be the kids. Um, people they look up to or whatever they're still on social media and youtube and all this other stuff so i want them to just have it in them where if any type of influence come in they know well i I don't follow i'm not a follower right i'm not a clown i don't don't come to school to clown around i and see that's what and see that's what i was talking when we when i've been on um traveling them show yesterday in my opinion y'all check that out plugging them in um, it's on YouTube. Go ahead, check them out. Subscribe, follow, share, all that good stuff. Um, we brought up the social, and I was just like, "Yo, especially like with TikTok, I feel like it's dumbing, dumbing our kids down because I look at it like the dumb stuff is what's being glorified, and like you know, we already know all the violence and the drugs and everything is being glorified." But no, but it's so easy to just take TikTok out the problem. Like if TikTok is a problem, take it out. My kids, that's like people look at my kids. I'm cool. They daddy cool. My kids love kids bop. They don't listen to none of that rap stuff. I play kids bop or old school music. They be on YouTube, but they do not be on TikTok. My kids be on Roblox and all of that, but they do not be on Fortnite. Like, okay. when we go to parties and they playing rap music, my kids only know the kids' bop version. <laughs> I don't I don't let my kids watch Nas X music videos. Like, I got them on YouTube kids. They can't just run across some gay boy. Something crazy, it. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which, I don't have a problem with that, but my kids are kids right now. I don't want nothing that sexualized anything because kids don't know girl from boy. Like, per se, like, what is a girl, what is a boy, or all this other stuff, they are seeing that and taught that. Now, see, what you're saying right here, I don't mean to cut you off, but what you're saying right here is this this shows is more on parents than the kids. Like, 
you're you're just showing like, hey, you're doing the extra effort to make sure they're not listening or doing or interacting with the foolishness that's out here because you can because that's what you're supposed to do as a parent. These parents yeah, just be letting they they just let their kids they just like I right, they just don't want them to be bothering them. So they let them do whatever, and then they wonder why their kids end up the way they do sometimes and shit, man. So, well, damn, I'm glad you said that shit. God damn it. When I twerk, like when I'm in the house dancing and I twerk, my kids be like, stop, mama, stop. My daughter, <laughs> they, they dance like kids. You remember me go to a kid's party and they be dancing, they dance like kids. And my kids don't follow dance trends because they, you know, take the house. Yeah. They ain't comfortable, and they not comfortable with people shaking their butt around them. And, and that's a that's a good thing, man. That's a good thing, and, you know, man. You know, I took the extra step of signing my kids up for different schools as well. We have a lot of educational programs and schools that are free or like discounted because public school is not always the best school. So you know you could go in Charleston County and do a charter school. Charter school is just as good as private school, right? So there is there is ways to get your kids in a better environment if you just be on it. Yeah, go to extra go to extra yard or my ain't even a mile. It's just the extra yard. Like I right, looking up information and plugging yourself in to find out stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like keeping them busy. Like we just got out of basketball season. Now we in football season. And now my daughter, she ain't really into sports, but my daughter really loved gaming. So I just started researching, like, coding. Yeah. To try to get her, like, in a coding class because that's where her interest at. Like, my son, he don't, he ain't no video gamer. He'd be, he'd rather play in dirt outside. Oh, he'd rather sit on the phone and play video games. He got the old soul so, in him. What? As long as his nails dirty, he cool. And he like being barefoot outside. He got that dirt road in him. (laughs) Word, man. That's what's up. So I try to keep him in outside sports. He really, he has a lot of, uh, he's aggressive. He likes fighting. So I try to keep him in some type of contact sport so he can have that contact with people. Like, you know, little boys fighting stuff. Yeah. I don't want him to go to school and then just the smallest thing happened and he take it out because small things happen. And just because it made you mad, don't mean you're supposed to take it out and beat up another kid. Especially now, like you say, he's a young, he's a young black boy out here in America. So it's, you don't want him getting angry in the wrong situation and some shit going left because that's all it is right now and everything, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's that's good, man. And then then most people when when you say your your daughter's a gamer, most people be like, oh yeah, man, I set her up a Twitch and and she she's a pro, she's 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 um streaming while she's gaming and shit. You went the whole other, you went the whole you went the whole other route. You was like, yo, she gonna learn how to code and make the game. Like you know, like people don't think like you really like yo, you really doing some some dope shit with that shit. Like, I when it comes to my kids, I hate. Internet. I hate when people do National Daughter Day and people hit me and be like, why you don't post your kids? Because what? Hashtag is so every perverted man in the world thank can you, click on that. Thank you. Everybody oh kids. Thank God. Thank you. Why y'all pick up so much of thank what? You. If it's important to you, you're supposed to keep it closest to your heart. Oh my God. Man, I hit that hashtag and see so much churn. 
Like, I, I ain't hashtagging nothing with my kids. I ain't making it easy to access. Listen, do people, people understand this is how them pervs and them them kidnappers and child molesters and shit get off because like I hate when like people be like showing they like I'll have their kid and they be like you know how they have their babies and they'll be like doing photo shoots and the baby be like naked laying on like a blanket or some shit with their number behind them and stuff I'm like yo and y'all sharing this on the social like y'all know there's perverts out here who sitting here I like probably saving your baby picture and jacket yeah man like I'm like yo man like there's some shit you don't need to put out there and like they don't understand like they do these hashtags and stuff just for that because like you said you touch you hit on the hashtag and that's you see a whole bunch of fucking kids and all kind of ages all kind of dressed all kind of way you know so like people got to be more like aware of that type shit man and and like people be like people be like oh man it was firstborn challenge why you didn't post your kid for what I could call them and talk to them. Like, what the fuck? I'm going to post them just because y'all all posting them and shit. I post them exactly. when it's their birthday. Okay, yeah, I post them when it's their birthday. Okay, but I don't have to do all that extra shit. You know what I'm saying? That's like, how I feel. Just because I don't do that don't mean I'm not a good mama because I always got them. Like, I don't have to prove nothing. Man, My kids' Instagram, like 30 followers, is private. Every follower on their Instagram is an auntie, an uncle, I was about a to say it's like family. Like, I got the phone number in my phone. Yeah, it's straight family and I only and shit. did that because I'm tired of sending pictures to people. So <laughs> y'all can check them out over here. <laughs> like, you know, sending them to their daddy's side of the family, my yeah. side of the family. So I was like, y'all just all follow this page, and then this way y'all can keep up with their pictures. Uh, but that's smart, though, you know? Yeah, I, I really hate, I really hate that. Um, but the social, the social, like, it it sways people so much and everything, man. And it it's and then once they come out and tell you, like, yeah, we got algorithms that promote all the fuck shit that that leads to bullshit among, especially amongst black people and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So when you jump on, like, the first things you're gonna start seeing is alcohol ads and you know negative shit. Now you're starting to see people you don't even follow at all like they're popping up on your timeline i'm like why am i seeing this shit like i don't i'm not into this shit i'd be tapping it and say this unrelevant like this is irrelevant like take this like i don't like seeing this yeah that's it it's a little three dogs and it's irrelevant i want to see less posts like this and um I started muting people on facebook and singing so i want to see them in my timeline (laughs) hell yeah man because man i'm and we could talk about the social shit for a long time. But since we're talking about the social, okay, since you used to model and now with your art, we're 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 about to transition to your to the growth into the art and everything. We're gonna get to that in a second. How do you approach social media? Now? Then and now. And then I don't know how I approached it. I was young. And I've done drugs and stuff like that in my younger days. Um, I think I was, I, we were new to it, you know. Um, but now approaching it, it's all about business. Um, I never overshare. And I think everybody knows that. I'm not, um, you know, many times I start to write a status and be like, man, fuck this. <laughs> I ain't you just delete the whole yeah. shit. You be like, man, yeah. I, ain't about, I ain't even about to post this shit. 
It ain't worth it. Why, why are you people this much? <laughs> um, I develop, um, you know, I close with my sister and brother, and I got my friends or whatever, and that's who I deal with with social media now. I just do it for business. Honestly, to be honest, if I was a nurse or I was in the line of work that didn't require a social presence, I wouldn't even have social media. Right. And if I did, it would be on a small scale of like the only 50 people in my life. Like, like why I got to keep up with people I never even talked to in school? Exactly. Like, why? I, like, I don't have nothing to sell. So why am I on here trying to sell something? I don't have nothing to sell. Like, I'm not. Like, if you, I feel like if you're not selling nothing or using it to sell it, there's nothing wrong with keeping it on a smaller scale of family. But most people love that attention. And it's Attention's very a hell of a drug. And I think, I think social media is like a form of candy. I'm not, this is not facts. This is my opinion. I think it's like sugar. I think it's chocolate. I think it like released that. Dopamine, whatever it's called. It does. It's scientifically, you know, it, you know, they scientifically proved that when you get likes and getting shares, it it releases the same feeling of like, um, I think they said hugs and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you, they, they've proven that it gives off that same reaction. So it's like, like, I'm I'm guilty of it, but like you said, from the business standpoint, when I check my stats for the podcast and I see I got my numbers went up, you know, I get that feeling like, oh, yeah. Or like when somebody shares the commercial or something, I'm like, oh, man, word, man, I appreciate that shit. Like, but you know, look at it like this. That's, that's content, though. That's creative content. That's yeah. not. That's yeah. not, oh, I'm the store today. Oh, check out my new shoes content. That's content with substance and content that are producing a revenue, like yeah. a monetized content. So yeah, but, I, that would make, I get happy too. I was like, oh yeah. yeah. But, but people get the, get happy when they post their selfies and shit and they get 20, 30, 100 likes and shit. Like it gives off that same feeling. It releases them same, um, releases them same things in your brain. Like I forgot what they co- compared it to, man. <laughs> Damn. Used to that, and you get so dope up on that feeling. When it goes away, it forms a form of like depression. Yep, it makes depressed and makes people feel some type of way. A lot of people rather be famous for nothing and known for nothing than just, just you know. Yeah, because like when I I had um. I had, I had lost my phone, but I didn't lose it. I fucking left it on top of um, my little sister's car, and she drove off. And uh, <laughs> that shit was crazy. So I was without a phone because I had to do the um, insurance claim. So I was without a phone for like a week, like a couple, like five to five to six days. So I wasn't. I mean, yeah, I had my iPad, but I wasn't on the social. I took that time like to step away from the social, like Instagram, Facebook, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? And it it I really showed me like, all right. I thought I was on the social more than what I am, but like when I get on there, I scroll a couple times. I might make a post and then I get off. But them couple of days without it, it was like, 
man, like people really need to take breaks from the social and shit so they can be more connected to the to life and like the earth and shit like that, man. And it's like once I got my phone back, it was like, all right, boom, I'm good. But now, because of the podcast, you know, of course, like you said, that's the reason to be on the social. Because, like, outside of that, I'm not really on the social like that unless somebody tags me in something funny or something. But, yeah, that's cool. But it's not like I'm on there, like, posting selfies and all kind of shit, trying to get my likes up and everything and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like most people. But, you know, outside, like you said, like, outside of business, like, if you ain't promoting something, and if, like, you ain't selling something or you ain't got no business or anything like that, man, you shouldn't even be on the social, like, trying to get that fake fame, you know, trying to get that clout. Like, it, it just... I mean, like, them pages, like, y'all got 500 people, you got 10,000 followers. That mean you already developing some sort of, like, platform. So if you already have that, why not use that for the greater? Right. And I just, um, I did every, I feel like I did everything so my daughter don't have to do them. So, <laughs> cause I done did a lot of shit in life, but that whole social shit, I don't want my kids on social media. They young, my kids, um, young, I won't say they age, but they, y'all, y'all who know me know how old my turn is. Right. But they young and I don't want, I'm hoping if this social era is over about the time they get like teenagers. Man, it's it's gonna be more, but I hope like like how your approach to it is and how we're talking about it. I hope more people can like wean themselves off of that, like being addicted to it, and pass that you on know, to I, the. You know, I think that is our era and generation that is worse than the younger kids. Because when I look at my niece and nephews who are teenagers, they only got like one picture. They, they post and then they delete all their pictures and they be on Snapchat, but they don't really be fucking up with that goddamn Facebook and Instagram like that. Yeah, because th- see, like, I feel like the younger ones, TikTok is it. Like, TikTok's for the young, young ones. The ones kind of under us and everything. Young and old people, because a lot of 50 plus people yeah. on TikTok. Yeah, and, and see, that's the thing, because I feel like you know, people always want to feel like they're still relevant and everything. So they're going to be out there doing whatever it is that they're doing on there. So, I mean, the social is for, I don't know, man. I think I think it's still going to be holding on to people down the road, man. I just hope they, because I see like they're implementing like you could put like, you could see how long you've been on the social and like different stuff like your phone will tell you now like hey you've been spending more time on this than actually off the phone so i hope like they could wean it back or something man something i don't know the socials is actually like selling information and then facebook got it the way that you can authenticate like you can authenticate your account i ain't never authenticating my account on shit Y'all nigga ain't getting no picture of me. I ain't sending my Mm-mm. ID. I ain't giving y'all my phone number. Nah. So what? Y'all already selling that information so that if you in debt, debt collectors can contact you, which means anybody can contact anybody. you. Anybody. If you want to identify me, you identify me with my identification card, not with nothing. I ain't none of that stuff. I feel like that's weird. Like, really weird. Man, like, that's fucked up. Like, they... 
Cause that's how all these people get them spam calls and everything and stuff, man. That's like that. I had that BB break stage and I started over with this man B because they I ain't been on that page so long they wanted me to like send a picture of myself and I'm like, Y'all can have that. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not sending nothing like listen, I trying to get rich. I trying to get wealthy and get some land so I could just be off this whole thing. Like I just wanna get married, paint. And just mind my business and be that painter that you got to contact management to get a hold of. Exactly. Like, there you go. <laughs> you gotta you gotta talk to my peoples before you could get to me. Like real shit, man. Like that's a goal that's right there. So now we're talking about it. <clears throat> when did when did you know? You had like painting. Like, when did you start dabbling with it? Like, started fucking with it more? And then what let you know that, ah, uh, this is it. This is me. So I've, I've always been, like, into art since I was a kid. Like, in schools, I never give my mama none of my art stuff because they kept it. Um, I've been in, like, calendars for, like, safety, like, the safety state calendars. I've had my art in those, like the school do, like throughout the whole state. I've mm. been in it a couple of times throughout, like school. So art always been a love. I started dating someone who was wealthy, and they could buy themselves anything. So I was like, well, well what am I gonna do? So I just decided to paint them something, and it actually came out so fire that a lot of his homeboys started buying art while I was still working and like kind of doing that on the side. Then I lost my job due to COVID um, during the pandemic. And I just was trying to figure out, like, what can I do? What can what am I good at where I can monetize and be able to take care of me and my family? Because bills don't stop because you're in the pandemic. So right. um, I was about to do OnlyFans. I was, I was so close. I was real close. I was like, listen to me, they're close to doing OnlyFans. Like, I honestly was so close that I set up the account and they rejected it the first time. I don't know why, but they told me I had to resubmit all the information and I just fasted for seven days. I didn't eat, I fast, I pray, I seek solitude within those seven days. And I spent a lot of time in nature and I just got closer with God and it hit me. You like painting, that's your favorite thing to do other than reading. Just, you know, paint. So I started and it just went off. And I started making money from it. And, you know, this ain't no overnight thing because it's been six years I've been painting. Right. For money for six years. But it's been two years that I've turned it into like a business. And it just took off. And um, one thing led to another. My brother's wife had a party. She was like, you do this. Can you make some kits, like paint and sip kits for the Good Burger? Her Good Burger party went viral. It was on a lot of different. Um, yeah, that shit did. That shit did. And I started getting people from Connecticut, Cali, Ohio. Oh, can you do this for my party? And you know, most of my clients, when it comes to the paint and sip kits, are not from South Carolina. Like, I have to ship it out. And then I started getting accounts with party planners where anytime they need this done, I'm their go-to. So now I work. So now I don't really do them, 
but I do them for my set for people. So I have a lady in Ohio, a lady in Connecticut. I have my brother wife here and I have a lady in Florida. And they're the only ladies who I pretty much do the kits for. Right. Because it's so, it's kind of time consuming. But yeah, that went viral. And then, you know, art picked up and um, I was tired of painting people, dead people, just stuff that already existed in this world. So I manifested again by the speed manifestation up is better to fast. So I fasted last year for four days this time. And I did everything I did before and it hit me. I came up with the money man and then now the money man is his own thing. And I'm about to have my first money man exhibit on April 7th. And I'm very excited. Like I know I got something with this man. And listen, man, you doing, and I, we, 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 you, you, I'm gonna let you plug yourself at before we get off. You know what I'm saying with all the information for the art and everything. But if y'all haven't seen her artwork, yo, man, listen. Once y'all, once she shouts out all her information and everything and stuff, man, listen to me. Check it out. Cop some work, cause y'all better get her before the price gets higher. Cause listen, I'm telling y'all, man, like. And I'm a lover of art. Like, I don't know if you know that about me, but I love art. Like, I follow a lot of artists on Instagram and shit. Like, I used to draw when I was younger, but, you know, life happens. I, I didn't I keep... family. You know, so it's like art. Like, I love art. Like, all forms of art. Graffiti, f- photography, painting. I love all that shit. So when I saw you start posting here and there, I'm like, yo... And I don't know if you remember when I hit you, I was just like, yo, man, damn, like, you you doing that, doing that? Or you, you was like, that was when you was like, eh, yeah, I'm doing it here and there. I'm like, yo, you need to do that shit, yo. And then now you like, like, when you said, like, you, you got the money, man, and all that, man, that shit is so fucking fire, man. You know. And, and you know, the money man came from somebody who sell weed. <laughs> hey, it don't matter where it came from. It's you putting it out there, man. And yo, and yo, your your creative talents and stuff. And okay, so like when you about to do a painting, right? What's all going mm-hmm. through your mind before you start getting into it? So when I'm about to do a painting, the painting takes me a week. It takes me a week mentally. It takes me a week to mentally paint the painting. But like if it's if it's something that I'm just doing out of my brain, it takes me like a week to mentally do it, <laughs> and then I gotta physically do it. I don't even know how to explain it. It's like if somebody commissioning it for me, then that's easy because you're telling me what you want, and I'm making your ideas happen. Right. But for me, I'm mentally painting. It takes me like seven days to mentally paint it, run through it in my head see it in different colors, different shapes and forms. Um, I also do a lot of research because I didn't go to school for this. So during COVID, I did take um, virtual art classes. I did take some lessons. I did reach out to other artists and work with other artists. And you could see in time how my art changed and how I learned how to work with shadows, dimensions, and all of that other stuff to bring it more like yeah, give it more of a life. pop, yeah, yeah. Um, and just learning how to get my lines straight. I actually learned how to get my lines straight because 
a few months before COVID happened, I was in an apprenticeship with tattooing because I tattoo as well. I remember that. I remember that. I'm still tattooing. I'm just not a professional yet. <laughs> it's like a hobby. I'm learning, like taking my time learning. Yes, I had to stop due to COVID, but I'm about to hop back on that. But yeah, so back to the question. Yeah, it takes me a week to mentally paint it, and then I put it on canvas. And nine out of ten, it never looks like how it looks in my head, but it comes out better. <laughs> so when you when you say it doesn't come out like how you see it in your head, do you feel like once you complete a painting, do you feel like you're you're still not done? Or oh, oh no, once I complete it, I complete it, but. In in the process of art happening, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? What the fuck is this? And I just trust the process. I just trust the process and it always come out good. I just be like, listen, you already sketched it. I know it looked like, what the fuck is this? But just keep pushing through your sketch and we'll see if it's still looking like, what the fuck at the end. And then it never looks like that at the end. <laughs> Yeah, but you get you you get, but you also gotta understand like, hey, that's your vision, that's that's your work, and it's somebody's gonna appreciate it, and like you said, they're gonna pay you for it, and people don't realize like, when you walk in a house and you got an art piece up that you know somebody did for you, man, that's that's like a whole different feeling, man, and it's just like, oh man, and if it's fi- and it's dope and fire, too, man, listen, man. And that's why I love doing memorial art, which I just started. Um, God bless the dead when um, Dunlap passed away and my great auntie Cece. And, the, and with the water paint, and it just was a bang. And hopefully in the future I could get a contract or some deal with a funeral home or something to do more art like that because seeing the love that the art brings to people when their loved one gone and they have this to look at. Yeah. It's such a good feeling. And for a long time, I've been doing this for money. And I'm just getting to the point where I realize that money going to come regardless. Money is the prize or whatever. But it's so much way more fulfilling than just money. Right. No. And just fulfilling that with making people happy when their loved ones leave and being from a community where they don't shine light on art. And I've always been around talented people who could paint, who could draw. They just didn't know how to monetize it. Yeah, I can't wait till I'm in a position to where I can do after school programs or little like weekend events for kids to come in because my favorite style of art is graffiti. That's why my art is more street. I love graffiti. That's, that's I it. Love so. graffiti. I love street art. And my art is very street and masculine, like the street. And I can't wait till I could get to that point where I could teach and bring light to other kids because you don't have to be a football player because you're fucking big. If you like to paint, there's a lot of money in that. Because if I was taught that when I was younger, I would be a millionaire right now because I would have been monetizing and practicing my craft every day. Yeah, you would have been ahead of the curve, man. And just yeah, like, I had people around me saying, "Stop drawing! All you do is drawing books and stuff in school. Stop doing. You need to focus." Versus, yeah, and see that it's that back and there's somebody to be like, "Hey, look, 
here's a sketchbook. Whenever something pops in your head, just go ahead and draw right there and stuff. You know, it. it you got to have somebody to, when you're younger, you got to have somebody to be like, hey, look, this shit can make you a lot of money one day. You need to just. And anything, and anything you want to do can bring that. As long as you're doing what you love, you're going to get that regardless, which goes back to my kids. Anytime I see them show any interest in something, I allow them to fill it out in the freedom to experience it, to know if that's something they want to do or they don't want to do. Because we at this point where we could train our kids. So if you want to be an NFL player and this is what you want to do, then I know where to put all my money at. Nine out of 10, if you train it to be a football player from the age of six, you probably will be going to the NFL. Right. You know, Alicia Keeley started playing the piano at 18. She started playing at three. Exactly. Like greatness just don't come out about like greatness is worked upon is trained upon people aren't just blessed with the ability to do this they are taught that your greatest singer's been singing since they've been in church Great, greatness greatness is nothing but talent plus work man talent plus yeah. work you know and you can actually work for that talent if you really 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 want it bad if you have a child and you want her to be a singer and she can't sing if you put her in singing lessons by the time, at the age of six, by the time she's 18, she's good singing. Yeah, because they're going to... Because talent, you taught. Yep. You know? Now, now, back to your... Back to the art thing. Well, we're still on art, but... Yeah. You, you got a, you got an exhibit coming up, right? Yep, I got an exhibit coming up on April the 7th. It's at La Creme, which is located at... 8440 Dorchester Road. That's like actually Fox Bay in Dorchester. Um, it's a Money Man exhibit. It's going to be featuring all the first collection, which I'm proud to say my first collection sold. And it's sold to like the same people. So it's not like scattered all over the place. Yeah. Um, but I will have those same paintings framed and printed, which will be for sale. And then I will be releasing my second um, collection of Money Man, which I'm not. I'm, which is gonna be my story of the Palmetto Boys. So in the second collection, it will be the Money Man featuring like sweet grass, so a lot of like sweet grass products, the basket, yeah. crabs, just just our culture, our life, like the Money Man. The Gucci Gullah Money Man, basically. Yeah. Um, at the event, I will also have like interactive art for everybody to interact with. Um, it's gonna be a DJ. It's gonna be lots of fun, and it's only ten dollars. Which tickets go on sale tomorrow, which is the fifteenth, right? Tomorrow's the fourteenth. Fourteenth. Tomorrow's the fourteenth. Oh yeah, tickets go on sale March fourteenth. And yeah, tickets are gonna be on sale for fifteen, and then it's gonna be twenty dollars at the door. Man, that's 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 fire. That's dope, man. You know what I'm saying? Now, before we get out of here, before I still want to ask you something about the exhibit. How sure. does that feel from all the times from sketching from you as a little kid and everything to starting to paint, realizing? Well, your love and everything to now you're having to exhibit because that's that's a big fucking deal. Like I don't I don't so know if people first, look at it like that. That's first, big. Yeah, the first exhibit got canceled 
because COVID. It was in 2019, 2020. It got canceled because COVID. So... I was let down. This is a really big deal. I have a lot of um, important people coming out. And I just have a lot to share, man. I have a story to tell. And it's a lot of stuff I want to do. And speaking it into existence, I know these people going to want to work with your girl. So, you know, looking forward to this summer of more shows, more exhibits, and just giving back more and doing more with the community, with the kids. And um, I try and get the key to the, I try and get the key to the city. I know that's right, cause see that's how I feel with this podcast thing. Cause once I start transitioning to the visual later on down the road, like I'm really like in attack. Like I'm I'm coming from rookie of the year, then I'm trying to be MVP, but I'm making it about us. You know, the the Tri County, the Charleston, the Gullah, the Geach, the you know the eight four three. You know what I'm saying? Cause this is us. Yes, we're gonna we're abroad. You know, people can hear us and see our work other places. But this is home base right here. So mm-hmm. if we home base, we got to make home base a solid, strong foundation, and then you know it's whatever else after that. But man, I just want to say I'm so fucking proud of you because you know, yeah. like if ain't nobody here, this is my cousin. Real life blood family. I love her to death. I know she loves me. You know what I'm saying? Like girls arguing with me outside. She ready to fly off and beat their ass and shit. Like that's where we come from. You know what I'm saying? So, and I and I've seen the growth and I've seen the change. And I just want to let you know, big cuz clapping it up for you. I'm so fucking proud of you. And yes, I will be at the exhibit to support you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I will be sending you an invitation, so send me your email. You know what I'm saying? So I, I will do that. And, um, you know, so, man, listen, I'm so fucking proud of you, man. Yeah, I'm like, proud of you as well. Man, I appreciate that, I man. Doing it. I love the show, and thank you. Thank you for having me on here. Man, you know you're welcome anytime, man, anytime. You know what I'm saying? So i'm gonna come back i'm gonna i'm gonna paint while you record hey man listen we'll have it all set man we're gonna have it all set up man and then eventually we're gonna get to the position to where when you you know trying to do the after school programs or weekend programs for kids and shit i'm gonna be able to help you with that because i think that's something that a lot of these kids need and stuff because if you look on instagram there's so many black and and it's so beautiful there's so many dope ass black artists out here man you know what i'm saying but they don't know about it and you know what when i start when i started i really wanted to get into all art like a program where you know kids come in if you want to paint you paint we got like a chef if you want to cook like you you know what i'm saying because i i culinary is an art as well like just to give them more options other than the ones that get thrown in their face Right, exactly, man. So, man, that's that's on the horizon, man. I see a lot of shit coming. You're doing a lot of dope shit. So go ahead and shout out all the information you want them boy to know where they could reach you so, at and all everything. So y'all know you can um, find my website at www.brixyart.com. That's B-R-I-X-X-Y-A-R-T. You want to find me on Facebook. It's Brixy Art Facebook. 
is the same Facebook name. I'm on Instagram, Bricks the Art on Instagram as well. That's the at B-R-I-X-X-Y-A-R-T. I am also on the BB Bricks on um, Instagram. And I'm not sure when this is going to air, but um, today is Sunday the 13th. Um, tickets for the event drop March 14th. Um, 2022. Also, I am be doing um, painting the Money Man in the Goose Creek area, and I will be doing him on the boat in Folly, like towards the end of March. So if anybody wants to come help, you can bring kids. I'm going to have my kids out there helping me. Like, just be on social media. I'm going to let it be known. I'm going to announce the time and date the closer we get to the date I have in my head so y'all can come out, help paint, and make it, like, the good thing. I would really appreciate the help on that. So, yeah. Word, word, word. Y'all heard what she said, and you know cuz going to help you out, man. So, you know, anything you want to say to everybody before we get out of here? I just want to wish y'all love, happiness, and peace, man. Blessings. Blessings among the city. Word, word, word. And follow me. Follow me, y'all. Follow me. On follow, follow. Media. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what I'm about to get on right now. Y'all follow oh, my, I, I, follow my I little cousin. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I want to say one thing. It's a lot of ways you could support your favorite people in the city other than giving up financial. So don't think you got to buy something from me to support me because liking, sharing, or helping out with something is support as well. And I really appreciate all the people that have been liking and sharing because I get a lot of love. And I just want to say thank you, y'all. Man, that's that's what it is, man. And that's where I'm going at, man. Y'all heard what she said. Like, support, share. It, does, it doesn't cost a thing. If you could share a meme that you see from somebody you don't know, you can share your people's shit, man. Like she said, it ain't got to be financial, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, y'all know what it is. Follow the show, follow the YouTube channel by the same name. Like, subscribe, share, tell your mama them. Tell them about BB's artwork and everything, man. You know, we showing love, so we expect the love back, you know, because there ain't, ain't no love lost out here, man, so... Cause I appreciate you for coming on the show. You know, I think this was a fire one. And um, I like it. You know, until the next one, y'all. You know, we out. This has now been another episode of the Wonderful World of Mr. Rosser. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and all the other social media platforms. Log in and listen to us live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. The Wonderful World of Mr. Rosser, the podcast for real life. For the people. To keep up with new episodes and upcoming special guests, make sure you follow the page on Facebook, The Wonderful World of Mr. Ross. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the share button.